Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. We're going to jump into the Word. We have a lot to get through. I believe it's going to be beneficial for your life and uh, for your growth. The Bible says, but what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is, the Word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not, I love that, will not be put to shame. Will not be put to shame. I want to minister um, a message to you this afternoon, the, the benefits and the beauty of salvation. The benefits and the beauty of salvation. Thank you all so much. We are starting a new series, Everyday Kind of Jesus. Um, we're taking Jesus from being someone that we claim, um, that we just say that we love, and being able to understand that following him connects with every day of our lives. How many know that Jesus goes beyond Sunday? Amen. Jesus goes beyond our gathering together. And as much as the worship experience is needed, important, and phenomenal, it is vitally important that every day of our lives that we're following Christ on a regular basis. To follow Christ, you have to know Christ. To follow Christ, you have to know him. And you cannot know him outside of knowing his word. Now, what we can do without his word, we can have church. Millions of people are doing it. Um, so we can have church, um, we can't be it, but we can have it. And what many of us have done is that we've been okay with being, being, I mean, whether with, with doing church. So we, we've been okay with doing church, attending church. And we look at that as Sunday, you know, it's just good to be, just to do. Like all of my life, there were people who were connecting and committing to going to church but could not tell you anything about what their life should look like. See, the idea of following Christ is that it has to show. Hear me. You, you, you cannot attribute to the statement that I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Because when people say that, hear me out, when people say that, the idea is I don't want accountability. I don't want you to measure my life based upon what I do. My relationship with him is personal. The problem with that is that I can't find it in scripture. That as I, as, I, as I follow, as I really study, even if I study Jesus, Jesus was an accountable man. Jesus even said this, Jesus said, I don't just want you to follow me, but I want you to understand something. I don't do anything unless I see my father in heaven do it. In other words, Jesus said, I'm a submitted and accountable man. So Jesus is saying, my relationship with God isn't even personal. But my relationship with God affects everything around me. Paul took it further and said, follow me. Listen, and this is the only reason you need to follow me, if I'm following Christ. And the only way that you're going to know that I'm following Christ is, is my life lining up with him? Are you getting this today? So we are out of the place that religious people or people who have been in bad routines in their life like to do their best to, re, uh, to push people away and to reject wisdom. Our idea is to say, my relationship with Jesus is personal. And what we do is we'll worship on a Sunday, we'll honor on a Sunday, but then if we be honest, we've had times in our lives where it's been very difficult to implement 
on a daily basis what it is that we heard on a Sunday basis. This doesn't mean that you have been under bad teaching. Some of you, some of you left um, churches because you said the teaching was bad. But I don't really believe that the teaching was bad necessarily. I believe that the doing was bad. <laughs> so, 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 for, so some people, some people come here. Who, we sit under, if you, if you agree, don't just say it because it sounds good, but only if you agree. You don't got a lot to kick it. But, but only, if, only if you really agree. But how many of you agree that you got really good teaching on a regular basis at this church? Yeah. And I appreciate the silence of those who said nothing. It, I really appreciate your honesty. So, so here it is. We, we get to a place where we'll say, oh my God, my life is not going where it needs to go. Even being under good teaching. The teaching is not necessarily our issue. It's the implementation. Here it is. What we've got to be careful in daily manifestation. Everybody say daily manifestation. manifestation. We have to take ownership of our journey. Because what I was taught in an erroneous erroneous way, I went and studied for myself. So when the church that I grew up in told me that women could not pastor... And the Lord slapped me in my face when I was 23 years old and said, who told you that? And I had to say, they told me that. God told me, how are you deflecting on somebody else? How are you putting that on somebody else when I gave you the ability to study for yourself? So now we don't, we're not taking responsibility of our own growth and development because it's easier to say it's your fault. It's easier for black America to blame the man on why they're not successful. Y'all quiet on that. It's, it's easier to say, the man put me in this situation. And it's easier to go that direction. I understand, some things are systemic. But at the end of the day, you've got to understand, God didn't call you to do something he hasn't graced you or made a way for you to do. So I don't care how many men or how many people are out there that are trying to hold you down. If the grace of God is upon you, you got the ability to rise up. Hold me down if you want to. Try to close the door if you want to because of the color of my skin and because of who I am. And we still will rise. I need you to hit somebody around you and say, they can't hold me down. We're talking about everyday implementation of Jesus in our lives. Jesus is not a symbol that we make trendy and that everybody's a believer. Jesus must be someone that we walk out, we experience, that we live out. To be a follower of Christ, I have to actually follow him. Are you getting this? One of our favorite scriptures is John chapter 316. The count of three, and I'm going to tell you because nine messed it up, so I don't, I'm going to give you a precursor. At the count of three, we're going to read this. We're going to say this together. Hopefully most of you haven't memorized. Let me, let me say this to you. I want you to say it proudly, okay? I don't want you to say it like some wimps and punks, okay? You in here? Right? Declare the word of God like a soldier, all right? Y'all with me? I can't hear you. Y'all quiet, 11. Are you with me? Okay, at the count of three, we're going we gonna <laughs> to recite John 3, 16. You at home, I'm talking to you too. Say it at home. At home. Ready? One, two, three. No, I'll take it off the screen. Keep reading. Keep going. Okay, so there was more of you at 11 that knew it. 
But let me, let, me, let me say this to you. Let me say it to you. That's what we become, one-verse Christians. You can't live life off of John 3.16. Because what we've done is that we have paused our salvation experience, Tiffany, with what we experience at the altar. So you've got altar Christianity. You've been stuck at the altar. You never left the altar after you got saved. But he saved you for somebody else. If salvation was all about you, I've told you before, you would have just come to the altar, shaken the preacher's hand, and fell out and died. God just would have took you. You just would have came up. I'm saved. Boom. Dead. But the reason why you're still alive is because he's kept you alive so that you can minister to somebody else. Here's a word that I want you to write down. Ambassador. Write it down. If you don't know how to spell it, Google it. Doggone it. Some of y'all saw your brains working. Hey, um, hey. <laughs> Amen. Just Google it, saints. Don't stretch yourself out. Ambassador. That's you. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. But we cannot be an ambassador of a kingdom if we don't have relationship or understand the mindset or the culture of the king. Ambassadorship is how we manifest Jesus on a regular basis. That I realize everywhere I go, I never show up as myself. I always show up as a representative of the king. Are you getting this? Giving you something 11 didn't have, come on. I mean, nine didn't have, receive it. Listen to this again. When I show up, I don't show up representing myself. I always, you, and here's the thing. You can't take the badge of ambassador off and on. So everyday kind of Jesus pushes you into that place and understanding of, I cannot take off. You know how we have different versions of ourselves. Right? We, we have different groups of friends. Y'all say something to me. Hello, right? Y'all been at home so long, y'all forgot how to be a talk back church. You talk back up in here. Here we go. We, we show up and we, got, we have drinking buddies. Right? So you have a group of friends that you know you're going to take them back with. Right? Right? We got the kind of friends that you know you can talk inappropriately with. Right? We, you, so you know, ain't nobody going to say nothing. And you can say whatever you want to say, and they're going to be like, ha, 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 Right? But then, but then, this is how we separate it. Then we'll say we have church friends. These are the people we fake with. You ought to be tired of changing your costume for every circle you go into. It ought to be draining. You need a vacation. Because you have shown up somebody different in every atmosphere that you have gone into. But when Jesus lives inside of you, you need to be the same you everywhere. Listen, we preach the whole message where we talk about flaws and all. I'm not going to try to hide this thing. It's who I am. And if I'm still needing growth in this area or I'm still needing development in this area, I'm not going to fake in front of you Christians. Why? Because we are all. So why am I going to fake with you? You're looking at me strange because I'm a weed addict. But you can just see my stuff. You lie on your taxes every year. 
You, hello? Huh? You looking at me strange because you think you better because you lie on your taxes, but I, you know what I'm saying? But the, the next person, your issue is, you, you know, you, you sleeping with somebody that ain't your husband. It ain't no shame here at all nations. We just talking real. If we leave Jesus at the altar, we can't pull on him when we need him every day. Because you make Jesus a church thing, going to church. But it, we need to shift now to receiving Jesus for being the church. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Why does the world not fill churches? Not outside of COVID season. Why does the world not fill churches? It does not fill churches because they haven't met ambassadors yet. I love recently Denzel was quoted in an article talking about his Holy Spirit experience. Um, and his, his, the experience he had of going to the same actual back room that I went to uh, after getting saved and them walking him through his salvation, but then also him getting filled with the Holy Ghost. What did that story do for people who've watched Denzel all of their life and then hear the power of what God did in his life? His influence was used as an ambassador. So now people were Googling Holy Ghost that have never heard of him before. Because of his ambassadorship. Are you getting this today? All right. So I want to I give you a word. Here's a word I want you to write down. It's a Greek word. It's the word sozo, S-O-Z-O. S-O-Z-O. Okay? means to be saved. I'm going to give you some other def definitions to go along with it. But sozo, I want you to write that down. Greek. And now let me say this because I don't want to assume that everybody understands this. Uh, the majority of the Old Testament was written in what? I can hear you. What? Okay. And, and then, and then the, the major part of the, the New Testament was written in what? Right. In order to be able to understand what the scriptures were saying to you, you've got to make sure you often, when studying, studying is different from reading. Right? Some of us, we pride ourselves on reading, but you won't get the meat until you study. And you can't study until you understand context. Are you understanding this, what I'm saying to you? you unless you understand context and you're able to connect with the original language because there's some stuff that's lost in translation. Are you getting this? Because oftentimes when you understand the context, then you understand what was happening in that time and in that season that gets you to comprehend who they were talking to and why they were saying what they were saying at that point in time. Are you understanding? We're talking everyday kind of Jesus. And in order to really implement everyday kind of Jesus, I got to become one that studies the word. Okay? Now people will tell you that you're doing too much, but those are the people who are not accomplishing much. You got to go ahead and hurry up and say, amen, I only got 19 minutes, come on. You, 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 you got to get this, right? So when people tell you you're doing too much, those are usually the lame ones. Not even just in church, I'm just saying in life. When people see you running after and chasing and going after what you're supposed to do in life, and they're like, I mean, my God, you're always at that job or you're always at that thing. That's usually your lazy, lame ones who have accomplished nothing. They own nothing. Everything they have is rented. No shade at all. Just listen. Haven't accomplished anything at all. So we cannot listen to lame ones. Write that in your notes. I will not listen to lame ones. I, I refuse. I'm not going to listen to lame ones. Why? Because then I, if I listen to you as I've taught you before, then I end up, I get your results. When I receive your wisdom, I get your results. 
When I receive your wisdom, I get your results. When I receive your wisdom, I get your results. And if I don't like the results of your life, I reject your wisdom. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I reject your wisdom if you don't have the results I'm looking for in life. Unhealthy marriage, I don't listen to you about marriage. Now, I might listen to you about how to cook um, some good cornbread, but I'm not going to listen to you about how to make a good marriage. Are you getting this? We're on Sozo. That's where we're supposed to be, at least. Um, Sozo means to be saved. Somebody say to be saved. But this is what it also means. It means to deliver or protect. Okay? Um, it, it also means uh, to heal, preserve, to do well, to be whole, to be whole, to be whole. So salvation goes beyond John 3.16. Salvation goes beyond an altar. Salvation is experienced and walked through every single day. Jesus wants to walk with you every single day. Jesus told me to tell you, he told me to tell you that he's an everyday kind of Jesus that he wants to walk with you every single day. Here's the great thing about Jesus, okay, in the manifestation of the Godhead, period. In Genesis chapter 1, when we study the Godhead, we see, uh, number one, he created us for connectivity and intimacy. So God is not interested in being someone that you connect with in a service or in a worship experience. He wants to be one that you walk with on an everyday basis. Now that's dangerous. Somebody says it's dangerous. Because to walk with, let me try this again. Everybody say it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Look at your neighbor say, wake up. It's dangerous, okay? This is why it's dangerous. Walking with, Christ, walking with Christ equals death to your flesh. It's a death walk. <laughs> it's a death walk. So you, you, you got to understand that if I'm going to walk with them, some stuff is going to have to die. But it's not just that. Listen to me. The walk with Christ is beautiful. And that's what I want to bring out right now. I want to bring out the beauty of it. It's beautiful. And it can be so enjoyable. It can be, it, it can be so enjoyable. And it's the people who don't want to experience or rather uh, they love their life to death. Please hear me. That's what the word talks about. They love their life to death. And because they love their life to death, they're acting like somebody's pressuring them to walk with Christ. I decided to walk with Christ. And it is an everyday decision to walk with Jesus every single day of my life. And I don't dread it. I'm living the good life. I don't know what y'all living, but I'm living the good life. Doesn't mean it's absent of pain. Doesn't mean it's absent of trouble. Doesn't mean it's absent of anxiety. But as long as he is right there with me, it's nothing that anybody can ever throw at me that won't stop me. I choose to walk with Jesus every day of my life and I love it. 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 Jesus didn't just rescue me, getting ahead of myself, and he didn't just rescue my soul, he rescued my money. 
I'm making the most money I ever made in my life. And it's not because of just hard work. It's because I walk with Jesus. And Jesus said, turn left. I can't hear you. And Jesus said, turn right. And Jesus said, call them. And Jesus said, do that. And Jesus said, move like this. And the reason why many of us are broke is because we left Jesus at the altar. And we're not taking him into every one of our days. But look at somebody say, you ain't got to be broke no more. Hello? So there's some benefits to this thing. I guess I ought to get to them. I got 13 minutes and 53 seconds. Here we go. Here's the first thing you got to understand. Salvation. Salvation equals rescue. Salvation equals rescue. Okay? Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, 24 through 25. Those that are watching online, I want you to press that supernatural button, the share button, and invite somebody else to join this broadcast. And we hope that the same grace that's in this building right now is being sensed coming to you right there in your home, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Let's give God praise for everybody that's watching online this morning. All right. Matthew 8, 24 through 25. Here's go. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. Somebody say covered with the waves. Come on, say covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Now that's Jesus all day. This is now the epitome of peace. The waves are, they're not just flashing around. They're hitting the boat. They're over the boat. Where is Jesus? Sleep. What is that? That's peace. Peace is not the absence of the storm. Peace is the ability to be centered within you, yourself, centered in Christ, even when the storm is happening. Some people, somebody sold you a wrong package of salvation and made you feel like as soon as you got saved, Kim, that everything was going to be happy. Are you understanding this? Right? I reject happiness. I need joy. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy lasts forever. Right? That's why some of you, that guy left you because he wasn't happy anymore. So you ought to be tired of happiness. I need somebody who's going to be connected to joy. Somebody say joy, 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 joy. So Jesus, the, the, the waves are coming and Jesus is like, he's asleep. And so they come over, uh, what verse am I at? They come over at verse 25. And then his disciples came to him and have to wake him up. Now that's serious peace. Because he had to be woken up out of it. Here it is. And he said, it's saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. What does that mean? Lord, sozo us. Rescue us. Rescue us. A part of your right in salvation is rescue. That no matter what is happening in your life that may be difficult, if you find yourself in a storm, Jesus shows up to rescue you. Now y'all acting like I just said Mary had a little lamb. I want you to check your heart real quick. I said that anytime you need rescuing, Jesus will show up in that time. I don't know if any of you have ever been in a situation even of great temptation. I can't hear you. I've been there. And great temptation. And you was looking at God and you was looking at them. And you look back at God and you looked at them. And you look back at God and you looked at them. And you're like, God, you don't have to get me out of here. Lord have mercy. And the Lord created a way of escape for you. I can't hear you. I said he created a way of escape for you. That was so-so in action. I feel the Holy Ghost. That was so-so in action and said, I'll rescue you. How about this? Even when you got yourself in trouble, he'll open up a door of rescue. It's a part of salvation. So that's not just at the altar. That's every day. 
How many know you've done some real stupid stuff? Just dumb. And you're like, God, I'm stupid. Just a whole idiot, daggone it. And Jesus opens up a door for you to walk out of that space. You're not stuck. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost on that. You're not stuck. 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 I see a door being opened. My God. It's called the way of escape. I see a door before you. It's called the way of escape. And if you'll just press into Jesus, he'll give you the direction. I hear him. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the light. No one comes to the Father. But through me, there's a way. He is the way of escape. Let's move. I'm only on point one. Let's move. Let's move. Here's the next thing. Salvation equals bringing one out. It's not the same as rescuing. Hear me. It's bringing one out. Let's go to Jude chapter 1 verse 5. Jude chapter 1 verse 5. Jude chapter 1 verse 5. The Bible says, but I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. What does that mean? God sozoed Israel out of Egypt. He supernaturally brought them out of a thing. He supernaturally brought them out of a place. He, he sozoed them out of Egypt. And whatever kind of place is a bondage, and wherever there are chains, there is always freedom. Did you hear me? I said, wherever there are chains, there are always freedom. I don't care how many cycles you've been in in life, Jesus shows up on a daily basis and says, come on, you can come out of that. This is why I can't have him to bring me out just once, because the truth is, I'm a layered individual, and I'm like an onion, so God might have pulled that back and healed me there, but there's still some areas in me. Maybe y'all perfect but there's still some areas in me but I still need Jesus to come through and pull me out and so if you just hold on a little while longer y'all ain't said nothing and you get to the place where you follow Jesus somebody say every day every day every day if you follow him every day he'll pull you out as many times as he needs to pull you out he told me to tell you he never gets tired of pulling you out here's the next one salvation is the sense salvation rather equals keeping safe salvation equals keeping safe keeping safe second timothy chapter 4 verse 18 says that the lord will deliver me from um, from every evil work and preserve 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 that word sozo there is the preserve is the word sozo there preserve me for his heavenly kingdom preserve me for his heavenly kingdom preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. God has the ability through the promise of salvation and it's being released to your life that every single day he will preserve you. He will, he will keep you. Old folks would say, he'll keep you if you want to be kept. He'll, 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 he'll keep you. He'll keep you. He'll keep you. The Lord will sozo you from, from listen, from, from evil attacks, human or demonic. And he'll do it all the way until you enter into heaven. He'll keep you safe. He'll keep you safe. This is important because what's happening in the media right now is trying to make you feel like your safety is threatened. That God is not going to keep you. And I said this last experience, but so many people have gotten into these, uh, these things, watching TV, and then what you've done is you've opened the door to fear and it has you scared to go to the grocery store. Because think about it. All they do, do you, have you seen the numbers? Anybody seen the news where they keep showing the numbers of people who actually got healed? Have they showed you the people that recovered? What's on the news every day is how many people died. That's strategic from the enemy. 
to make you feel like when you walk out, right? When you walk out, that it's possible I could die. I stopped watching the news around my kids because I didn't want them to see that every single day. And people sitting on TV saying, the numbers have gone up. The numbers are spiking. The numbers are spiking. The numbers are spiking. I mean, Trump ain't concerned about these numbers at all. You hear me? This man of God is like, I am free. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, this man of God, Jesus, y'all wear y'all masks, okay? It's important. You know, it helps you. But I don't want you to live in fear. Social distance is just wise. Why not? But you don't need to live in fear. You don't need to think that you're going to die. And some of us have faked like we're not feeling that way because you think that it sounds good, but the truth has been in your actions. And what you're calling is wisdom is nothing but the spirit of fear and anxiety. Y'all say amen. amen. But here's the truth. He'll keep you safe. He'll keep you safe. Here's the next thing I want to give you. Salvation equals divine healing. Salvation equals divine healing. I need you to get this. This means that I'm not reaching for something. This means it is already in my benefit package. Oh, I'll hear you. So the Bible says daily he loads me with He's an everyday kind of Jesus. Every day, he's bringing the benefits of walking with him alive in my life. There's benefits to this. I'm not just giving up. I'm not just dying to my life and not going to get something great. There's a reward. The scripture makes it clear, both here and in heaven. And I'm not the religious people that tell me, one day you're going to get your crown. Don't worry. Hold on a little, little longer. When you get the year, there are going to be many jewels in your crown. Shut up. Because I need my stuff here on earth. I can't hear nobody. Huh? Hello? I'm not going to live like I'm going to hell while I'm on the earth. I'm going to live like an heir to a kingdom of a king that owns everything. I'm going to live the best life. I can hear you. I said as a part of my inheritance, I'm going to live the best life. Y'all Y'all don't like this kind of gospel. People ask me all the time, Sherman, are you a prosperity preacher? I'm like, what's the opposite? What's, what's, what's the other version, right? Am I a poverty preacher? I'm without a doubt a prosperity preacher. I just do not believe that all of you need a million dollars to make your life great. Come on, some of you, you're a hundred there. I told you before. You're a thousand there. Glory to God. Now, I need me a couple of billion to do what I gotta do but at the end of the day I don't need money just to have money but I need money to change the world y'all ain't said nothing y'all saw what a little bit of money what I was able to do with this building what Dr. J and I were able to do with this community with just a little bit of money you give the Dumas a million baby and we'll flip this city upside down God is doing something great in this world and you've got to understand that he wants to bring you into the place where you can receive the benefits of your salvation I gotta get out of here divine healing so I'm not asking for it to manifest it's already been done on the cross with his stripes with his stripes I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Not I will be, not later on. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. And don't you let the devil try to convince you that because you saw someone be in sickness and you saw someone be in pain that he is yet still not a healer. He is still a healer. I can't hear nobody. I hear you, Lord. He is still a healer. I don't care how many people that he is still a healer because he is sovereign and you don't know the story behind that. And so you 
don't get in God's business saying, God, why didn't you heal that one? God, why didn't you do it for that one? Not my business to know. But I stand in the fact that I've seen hundreds be healed. I've seen blind eye open. I laid my own hands on them. I know. I've seen deaf eyes. I saw eyes be open. Blind eyes open. Deaf ears open. I saw the dumb begin to talk. I saw people who have had growths on their body and it dissipate right there. I've seen the reports from doctors that the cancer is gone. I still believe he's a healer. I said I still believe he's a healer. Even this week I still believe he's a healer. And I won't stop laying hands on the sick. And they won't stop recovering. He is still a healer. Be seated please. It's a part of our benefit. Matthew chapter 9 verse 20. I'm almost out your hair. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's a strong flow. Now you, you need the flow to stop so eventually you can properly cleanse yourself, right? Get rid of smells and get rid of odors. So, uh, amen, ladies? I hope so. And so we... After 12 years, this woman, the flow never stopped. So I want you to think about the shame that was on her. She wasn't just sick. She was ceremonially unclean, according to their day. But she heard that the man who could make her well was by. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I feel like preaching. She said, I shall be made whole. Made whole is sozo. She said, all I got to do is get to Jesus. <laughs> if I just think like that every day, my God, what kind of wholeness could I walk into? It doesn't matter what kind of sickness I have. If every day I just walk over there and say, Jesus, just let me touch your hem. I can hear you. Jesus, let's just let me grab your hem. I know I'll be made whole. The devil wants me to be a fragmented believer. The devil wants me to be messed up in my soul. But I'm going to grab a hold of the hymn of his garment. Look at somebody say, I made whole, I made whole, I made whole, I made whole. Y'all ain't say to say, I made whole, I made whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I made whole, I made whole, I made whole, I made whole. Divine healing made well. Verse 22 is where it really is. The Bible says, and immediately, that's where it is, immediately, she was immediately sozoed. Immediately sozoed. Immediately sozoed. Immediately sozoed. Immediately sozoed. Immediately sozoed. I don't have to wait for it because it was already done on the cross. I'm not waiting for something to come because when he stretched his hands wide, I feel like it's Easter. I said, when he stretched his hand wide and he cares, hello, right there in this moment, I was already healed. Oh my God, it doesn't matter what I sense around me. It doesn't matter how I feel in my body. I need about 100 people to scream, I'm healed. Yes, I'm healed. I gotta go. I'm healed. I'm healed. 
healing is a part of this thing. Let me give you one more verse. Let me give you one more verse. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 56. I get out of here. Ma excuse me, Mark 6, 56. Mark 6, 56. The Bible says, wherever he entered, wherever he entered, into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplace, if I had time. What you've been anointed for through an everyday Jesus is not for what you do inside of here, but it's something about the marketplace. The Bible says the world is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means you're carrying something that the world needs around them. And it's in the marketplace. What is the marketplace? The marketplace is your job. I can't hear you. The marketplace is the city that you live in. The marketplace is the place you have church in. The cities that you move into. Look at your neighbor say, the marketplace is waiting on you. I'm done. He said he comes and they bring the sick. They bring the disease. And the Bible says they begged him that they might touch the hem of his garment. In as many as touched him. So it looks like the key to walking in wholeness is continual, continual living with Jesus every single day and being willing to touch him. Being willing to touch him. When you think of touching someone, please catch this, it has to be close proximity. I can't touch Santa Brandon, I can't touch Brandon from here. I can't touch Brandon from here. But the enemy's plan is to keep you as distant in your mind and in your heart from Jesus as he possibly can. So you'll live your whole life not feeling like you're worthy to come up close. You'll live your whole life feeling like you're not worthy to be close to him. Why? Because I did what I did and I was who I was. But Jesus told me to tell you today, he's not thinking about any of that. That he paid a price for every single thing you did and you will do. I can't hear nobody. I said everything you did and you will do. Now the spirit of religion wants you to feel like you can't get close to Jesus. But this is what I want you to do every day of this week. I want you to pull yourself as close to him as you possibly can. And when the devil tells you you can't be, you kill that flesh a little bit more. You grab you a scripture in the word of God and you drive yourself even closer. And when the devil tells you that you can't be close to him and because you can't walk with him, then you drive yourself a little bit closer. I need you to understand. I'm only going, I'm a social distance. I'm not going to go all the way. Praise God. But I need you to understand at the end of the day that you've got to do the work and be willing to go through the process. Say, I want to be close to you. Say it out your mouth. I'm about to let you go. But somebody say, I want to be close to you. Wholeness equals touching Jesus. Touching Jesus demands proximity. Hebrews 7.25. Play something softly, men of God. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. To intercede for them. He's concerned about you. 
And the great salvation will sozo you completely. Give you holistic benefits to what he has available for you. This week, your homework is to get past your flesh, to work to get past your ideologies, push yourself in the word of God to understand Jesus better. I don't want Jesus on Sunday alone. I want Jesus every day. And I don't just want him to say I have him because that's what religious people would do. But I want him because I need him. Our text said that the key to walking in this reality of salvation is to confess and believe. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. It becomes the formula for everything you need every day of your life. Confess with your mouth, confess Jesus. Confess his promises. Believe in your heart and every day you will be saved. When you feel like the pressure is coming upon you, and you feel like you're not in a place of receiving the benefits in the benefit package of your salvation, confess with your mouth. Find you a scripture. Declare the word. Release him out of your mouth. Decree him out of your mouth. Confess him and believe in your heart. And if you believe in your heart and you confess him, he will become everyday Jesus to you. Don't be satisfied with what has been the example of living with Christ that many of us have seen. Let's focus into more. Let's make Jesus practical in our everyday life. And let's experience his reality that's available to me. I want everybody standing on your feet. I want you to take the next few, next couple of minutes, I want you to stretch your hands to heaven, if you will. I want you to allow the seed of this word, wherever you are, even if you're watching at home, let the seed of this word hit you. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.